Do the Titans even need a quarterback? What can we do to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? And trick or treat, this is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! One safety in this half. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. Hello, welcome along. Us Titans, we keep winning, don't we? How about that? Um, I'm Adam. Miles is here. Hi, Miles. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good. And uh, Greg is here. Hello, Greg. Good evening. Good evening. The three of us watched the game together on Sunday. Um, and you know, other other than the company, it was it was good fun for all of us, I think. And the game. I mean, the game was pretty ugly at times, but you know, a phenomenal performance from the king and this is what we've become accustomed to. Five, five and two. Then Tennessee, a mediocre Texans team, but you know, we, with Malik Willis starting, we got the job done in well the way we had to do it. And um, Greg, how about Derek Henry and that that performance when it was pretty much all down to him offensively? Yeah, it, it, there's every time I, anyone doubts Derek Henry, give it. A game like this and everyone just stays quiet and just acknowledges just just how good he is absolutely carried us i mean look that's let's not forget i think the defense were also absolutely incredible apart from the what was essentially garbage time touchdown that they picked up at the end i think it was 70 odd yards of offense for houston all day which you can put a massive amount of credit down to the defensive line in particular just just stopping pierce who's a perfectly capable runner and and even in coverage you know we didn't give up any real big plays until until that last drive really so yeah defensively and Derek Henry it was about as good as it was going to get yeah just just phenomenal I mean yeah defensively we can we can come on to I mean that that's that's the talking point really um from yeah getting the getting the job done you're not going to win against too many teams or with a worse defensive performance with 17 points offensively. But, um, you know, the 17 points we did score were, were enough. And Malik Willis ended up starting, which we we didn't know when we recorded last week whether that would happen or not. We thought it probably wouldn't, but they've gone cautious with Ryan Tannehill. He apparently had an illness as well. I don't know if it was completely necessary. Maybe we won't ever know. Uh, but Malik Willis came in, looked shaky. Um, Miles, what did you? Well, yeah, I mean, we can we can ra- wax lyrical about the King, and we should do, and we should always do that. But I mean, that's a, a weekly occurrence, really. But Malik Willis, uh, quarterback, um, did would you say he met expectations, exceeded them, or didn't live up to them? I think we've mentioned in the past that the expectations of Willis is like he was a what third round pick and it's sort of we don't expect him to come in and light up straight away. He's he's definitely the backup. Um, 
I mean, we all knew what the game plan was going to be. He, he handed the ball off well enough, um, I guess. Um, he had a couple of sort of moments where you think if he was at college level, I feel like he would have taken off and ran with the ball, but he was almost hesitant to do so. Uh, I think we made the comment about saying like the, the guy's always bigger in the NFL and maybe it's a bit, it looks like a bigger wall to try and run past and uh, what it did do for him. But um, I mean, I can't, I can't say it was a solid performance from him, but we won the game and he came in after not much uh, time to sort of get used to it. I know he had the reps during the week, but um, listen, he, he handed off well enough. He had a, he had a couple of dodgy throws. A um, couple of where he zipped them in, but was a bit behind the man. You know, there's a ball over the middle to Chiggy that was a bit underthrown. But it, 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 I mean, all this is just going to get him confident when it for when his time does come. To be honest, there's nothing wrong with game time, uh, especially a full game. Like it's one thing to get thrown in the fourth quarter when we're battering a team, which doesn't happen a lot for the Titans anyway. Um, so it's nice to get a full game behind him, but. It was very much a Derrick Henry and, I mean, even Hilliard ran brilliantly and the line had a really good game. And I echo what Greg said, I think for as good as Henry was, I think the uh, the defence deserves a massive shout out for shutting down what is a very good running back. And listen, an, an NFL team at the end of the day, they are, we were looking at like the what's the record that we've conceded uh, in yardage at one point because we were very much at that point until late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was only garbage time for the Texans and yeah, in in truth, the game was won early in the second half. Really, the the obviously it's the Titans, so we had the we had to recover an onside kick at the end because that's just just how we roll, isn't it? But it it did feel it did feel very comfortable. It was a you know, clearly clearly the better team despite a bit of ugliness. Um, Malik Willis, I thought, put it perfectly in a in a press conference like, for all his on field nervousness and dithering and maybe not being decisive he I thought he was excellent in this in the press conference where you know put put to him you know you you threw or attempted one pass in the second half um, and he literally said well they couldn't stop the run so why would you stop running and you know, a, a mature thing for a, quarter, a young quarterback to say I thought and it was bang on uh, and why why complicate it? And we've we've had tendencies to complicate it when we don't need to. But the Texans couldn't stop Henry. They couldn't stop Hilliard. So we we just kept running them down their throats, and that was enough. It was it it just it just seemed comfortable. Um, defensively, as you say, absolutely excellent. And big Jeff on uh, with his with his ankle injury didn't seem to look any different. The, despite the fact he hadn't practiced all week, absolutely dominating. Uh, we've got obviously Autry and Bud, Bud Dupree had a good game, and you know people people coming in Walker with a sack. It just it just seems a a very difficult front to take on when you you play the Titans, and it just it just showed it was just it was fantastic. And um, how about Big Jeff though, Greg, leading phenomenally as ever. Every every day that goes by that we've not paid him it annoys me more. Um, yeah. I just I feel like there's going to be some kind of heartbreak at the end where they decide they go down the AJ Brown route and uh, and no one wants to no one wants to go through that. Um, no, he, he's he's just ridiculous. The guy the guy's unbelievable. He, the pressure that he puts. I mean, he was it Kenyon Green 
God who is a big man who he pretty much shifted halfway halfway across the field on on one of the to get to the quarterback or was it those to the running backs to Damian Pierce um and that's that's a guy who's not practiced all week and that's a guy who's carrying I'm not sure how bad his ankle was I mean it was obviously not bad enough for him not to play but it's bad enough for him not to practice at all so I think yeah we he's a he's a, a generational talent I said this in a previous podcast and um I don't think you can you can let you can let people like that go who just can't um I don't see that happening but yeah he he makes the whole defensive line you mentioned earlier called out Autry and Bud Dupree and those guys are, are big foils for him um but I think he's he's the biggest foil for them he he's the one who will give you know, Tietar opportunities and he'll and Bud Dupree opportunities and Autry opportunities if he's not making those opportunities himself by being double teamed or even triple teamed in some cases and to have a man like that on the line is 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 an absolute huge takes a huge amount of pressure off the defense but with the defense it's interesting that just how much in in coverage in recent weeks with with Caleb Farley standing there as a nothing more than a spectator just how much how much better we've looked in coverage and I'm not saying that's coincidence or um or I'm not saying it's not coincidence but you know we've, we've got guys coming in Andrew Adams, even Mitchell, Terence Mitchell, who we've given a pretty hard time to, not only on this podcast, you know, uh, they've stepped up and made plays. And, and yeah, I'm not sure how many snaps Farley got on, on Sunday. I can't say I've looked at the snap count, but I don't remember him being out there once. The, I mean, what, what I would say to that is, with, with coverage anyway, the last couple of weeks, or, well, I suppose the Colts, the Commanders and the Texans, None of them have got what you'd call a stellar passing attack, have they? So we've, we you can, yeah, the coverage has looked much better, and I think it is because you know, as as we say, you know, it's an NFL team you're playing. Uh, but yeah, we will find out a lot more, I think, against the Chiefs this week and where where we are with our with our secondary. But def, definitely signs of improvement. Christian Fulton, who got a pick, um, just seems to be playing where he was a year ago again. I think we've maybe had a couple of doubts about him, but he looks he looks pretty good. McCreary just looks looks excellent. He's been a surprising draft pick. I don't think any of us expected the us to go that way in the second round, but we did and he's he's looked really good. And but yeah that that side of the ball I don't really have concerns anywhere at the moment. Even even linebacker Miles, I know you uh you wanted us to get Raquan Smith from the Bears, but um, there were uh, probably priorities elsewhere for him and us. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a game where I'm going to really assess our uh, linebackers, to be honest, because I think the advantage we have with such a solid front line is that really half the time the players aren't even getting to, to the linebackers for them to make a tackle because our line are just so devastating. You see it with other teams in the league where when you're not having to blitz the linebackers or cornerbacks to get pressure on a quarterback and you can rely heavily on just your front line, it means that you have better coverage against all these teams. And I think it's what we've seen over the past couple of games that, I mean, the linebackers have have been solid in tackle in the past couple of weeks. I think it does help that Cunningham hasn't been playing. He had his revenge game this week. I don't know if he actually done anything, to be honest. I didn't even notice him. But I've... As a whole, the defence have really stepped up. I mean, Fulton, I agree. I think 
him getting more and more game time is just looking more and more solid. And he's going to go up against some some tough uh, tough receivers down the line, and we'll have to really assess him then. Because yeah, I agree. I don't think the Texans really offer that much, but yeah, I, I mean, really, really happy with the way they've all stepped up. I mean, the moment Landry went down, we worried about how we were going to get proper pressure. And Bud Dupree's continuing to shine, and hopefully, can continue to stay fit. That's his biggest issue. But when he's on the field and Simmons is on the field. I'm confident that we can get to the quarterback and get a lot of pressure on teams. So hopefully it'll continue next week. Yeah, that's a, the Texans don't have the worst O-line. I think they had a, a guy filling a right guard um, who Simmons exploited. Uh, but other other than that, they've not got, they're not the worst at protecting Davis Mills. Um, but yeah, he was just, he was just under pressure all day. Um, I mean, the, the game, the game was pretty ugly to start with other, other than a, a lengthy run from from Henry on the second play. Um, Randy Bullock missed the field goal at, at the end of that drive, despite having a sighter before. I think it was a false start or a delay of game. I can't remember. Uh, but then, oh no, it was the other way. He moved, moved it closer, <clears throat> and then kicked an identical miss kick. But yeah, and then it was there were a couple of turnovers. Robert Woods fumbled on a punt return. I don't like him returning punts. Although I'm not sure I like anyone returning punts. I think we, if we could just retire that position and just have a, a robot out there bringing fair catches in, then that would be fine by me. Um, seeing as, yeah, just more more could go wrong than right, it, it seems. Um, I don't know when Kyle Phillips is back, um, but we, we're going to get him presumably not going back to return punts, but back at receiver at some point and, and trailing Burks. So there are, positive signs in the in the near future uh we're assuming Tannehill will be back to face the Chiefs I haven't heard anything to the contrary they've been a bit quiet on his ankle status and his illness status uh, but I don't know if they're if the teams are practicing today or not I think I think they said they're not going to say anything until until Wednesday I think if if Frable's uh, conference on Monday is he wasn't going to answer any questions on Tannehill until Wednesday which is kind of understandable but there's one point I wanted to make on Willis and it was I think we it was a bit of a damned if you do and damned if you don't with Willis on on Sunday because obviously they wanted to simplify the game plan and the run worked so well in the end he, he didn't need to to throw the ball past the ball his indecisiveness I it reminded me of what we saw in pre-season and I know pre-season was only eight weeks ago nine weeks ago when when he was playing those games and he's not played other than in practice, he's not played in in a meaningful game apart from Sunday. Um, I was hoping to see a little bit more decisiveness, a little bit more, you know, on the run, not feel like he's he's gonna. You know, there's a few times where that indecisiveness meant that you know he, he gave up yardage or had to just throw the ball away. I mean, the the pass to to Chick was was just overthrown, and and these those sort of things, you know, they're gonna happen. But I think. I definitely didn't see enough improvement from what I, what I saw in preseason. I think you said last week, Adam, around you know in preseason defenses are, I mean they're they're more second string, but they're still flying around. A lot of those guys are, you know, they're there to play for jobs. The sort of players he would have been playing with in preseason or against in preseason. So I, I I think I haven't seen a lot of of movement so far. But again, we're talking we're talking eight weeks, nine weeks, which you know we all knew that he was going to be a two or three year 
um, project. And I think never going to be, never gonna think... be at this point in the season contesting to start against Tannehill. No, and we we know that for sure now. I I just kind of hoped he would have been a bit better. Not, I don't know. It it, it just seems he had those two or three bad plays and then they took it out of his hands. I, I said a week ago that actually I'd have, I'd have almost liked to see a start really conservative and then get him comfortable in the game and then let then unleash him a little bit in the second half. And we actually did the opposite because it didn't work. And, and we, it was, it was also very clear that the Texans couldn't stop Derek Henry. So I suppose, I suppose we made the right adjustments, uh, but it, but it meant that <clears throat> He didn't have that much opportunity to prove himself. I mean, the, the interception looked bad. It was he was just late with the throw, and then the missing chig, as you say. But there was another there was another one which worried me more, where he rolled out with a with a bootleg, and there was room to run. There was room to take a little time, make a couple more reads, and he just seemed to throw the ball away without really assessing his options. And I. I Perhaps a clouded mind, you know, it's a the pressure and and everything else. But ultimately, he didn't get much of a chance to to make amends for any of that. It's the second half; the ball was taken out of his hands. Uh, you know, right, rightly, we did what we did to needed to do to win the game. But um, he he didn't show anything to impress people. But at the same time, I kind of feel it's not as if he's had a a whole game even to prove himself. He sort of had well. 10, 10 drop, well, not 10, 10 pass attempts, wasn't it? And maybe maybe 15 dropbacks, which isn't many at all. I mean, I mean he, didn't, he didn't fumble a snap. Which I was just about to say, he didn't, it's better than last week. He didn't lose us the game. And there's an argument to say that's the one thing we, that's all he needed to do. We, we sort of knew what the game script was going to be this week. So his job was to not lose us that game. And like you said, in fairness, if they're not stopping the run, then why do you stop running the ball? It doesn't matter if it's Tannehill and if you've got. Patrick Mahomes, it's if, if you're running the ball and the defense is not making adjustments to stop it, then you don't stop running the ball because you will manage the clock exactly how you're meant to. And let's be honest, the way our team's built around a defense that's stopping quick and making plays and a running game, that's what we should be doing. So, I mean, as much as it would have been nice, this team go out and have like a 500-yard, four-touchdown game. We won the game, we didn't lose it. And I think there's a, a statistic they've shown of like third round QBs winning on debut. And it like, there's not a lot of the people on that list you won't know. And that, that, cause that's because they are nobodies and it doesn't happen a lot. So he, he, he done what the game script was granted. I think I agree. I think they probably changed up what they were going to do a little bit, but I think when they saw how dominant Henry was, it's like, yeah, for once Downing didn't cock up and he just decided to actually play properly. The only, th- the only yeah. thing I will say, sorry, Ali, sorry, Adam. The only thing I will say with Willis now is I think we're in a we're in a bit of a sticky spot where I say sticky to an extent, but the with with Willis, you you kind of have to get to a point at the end of the season where you you have to see enough from him where you say, okay, this guy needs more development, and it's worth keeping Tannehill with the cap hit we've, he's got next year. It's worth keeping him here for another year so Willis can develop under him for another year. If it's if it's going to be longer than that though, you're not going to what you're going to try. You're not they're not going to pay Tannehill again, and they're not. I can't see them going down the route of you know 
going and picking up a vet. I mean, just look at what, what's happened with the Colts over the last however many years. So you've got to make a decision at some point, probably this off season, or I mean, you might. Well, what's, might, what's the I'd, alternative though? What's what do you do? Well, that's, that's it. It's like do do you go in the draft this year and say actually we need to go and, and draft the guy who is the quarterback of our future in this draft? I mean, it's actually I don't know how how many quarterbacks there are on that list who might make it down to where we're going to be. I think that's probably going to be the biggest issue. There's some good quarterbacks in this in this draft, though. I have no idea what next year looks like. But you've got you've got to be thinking about that now because Tannehill's not going to be around forever. And if Willis isn't the guy that they think can become that man, what are you going to do? I think is he's also the type of QB that you have to build a system around. I think you've seen it with people like Lamar and like Justin Fields and even Hurts and the Eagles. It's like, it's not the sort of quarterback that you can just slot in and it works. You have to change up certain things. I think the advantage we have is, is that we do have a good running game and we have a line that's built for running the football. So you do then have to change up and go, right, it is a lot more play action, a lot more run option. But I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be one of them where at some point you've got to make a call on him and um I, I don't think we're going to pay Tannehill again, but I also don't think that there's going to be QB options for us in the draft that are going to be, quote-unquote, the future, unless we're willing to give up some draft capital based on how the season's going. Um, there are three or four solid quarterbacks this year, but I can see teams that are struggling this year who are going to be picking them in the draft, so we're going to have to give up a bit to get it. And then you have the option of, well, you have Tannehill. Are you going to give up? a high draft pick, and then have Tannehill, whoever we draft, and Willis. It's like, at some point, they've got to make the decision. So I agree, we need to we need to see more from Willis to know what we're going to do. But at the same time, we don't want Tannehill getting injured, and that's the reason he plays. So <laughs> no, what, at what no, point no, do no. you do it? It's, it's when does he come in, unless we get to a very lucky point where we can afford at the end of the year, before the playoffs, to let Tannehill have a, a rest game or whatever. But otherwise... Fingers crossed. We we should, really shouldn't see Willis for this year. I mean, if 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 heaven forbid Tannehill doesn't play this week, we're we're not going to be in the position where two minutes from the end we've held the Chiefs to three points. Well, I say I say we're not. The last time we played the Chiefs, we did hold them to three points. So you you never you never know. But it it would seem very unlikely. I can't. Well, let's let's look at let's look at that game. Um, Assuming Tannehill's back, because if he's not, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think it's uh, something that I would advise t- UK-based Titans fans to stay up for. Um, but uh, if, if Tannehill's back and we're functional and, and Henry has a good game, which he can against that Chiefs defence, um, is is there any chance that we can we could spring an upset, given that the, the line apparently is, is 11 points or, or thereabouts? Um, Miles, how are we going to do? I think, dare I say, I'm sort of confident, and I don't know if that's just because it's the Chiefs and how we've done over the past few years. I feel like other than that stupid playoff game, we've actually always held our own against the Chiefs. And uh, listen, we know we know what Mahomes is, and we know they have an offense that can that can score and can score fast. Um. But I do feel like defensively we are very solid and we are the sort of team that can give Mahomes a bit of pressure. I mean, Mahomes can't, I mean, I say he can't, I'm sure he'll find some way, but Mahomes can't throw the ball if he's on the floor. And like, it, that's the, the key to this game is going to be how much pressure we can get on him. And they've got, 
they've got a solid offensive line, but I feel like we've still got enough to to definitely compete. And I mean, Tannehill's going to be huge. Let's be honest. We can't we can't play with if we do play with Willis. It's not the sort of game where we can run it the whole time because we'll, we'll be playing from behind too much for that to work. But if Tannehill, well, let's take a pause. Say that does happen. One positive I would immediately take is we're going to find out a lot more about Willis than we did last if, week. If, if Willis has got to come out throwing then this week they really need to get him prepared more confidently. And in terms of not just here's the plays, run the plays, he needs to feel like he's himself. He needs to go back to college, Willis, where he can say, right, just go do you. If you if you need to run and run, just go, just take off. Because I feel like last week it was in his mind of he was told don't lose this game, whereas the Chiefs it might be a little bit different where it's go win this game. So I think sometimes they could have gone off and ran he didn't, and that's why he threw the ball away and he wasn't spending much time. I think he was so much in his head of just, right, I, I've made my interception, I can't mess up anymore, stick to basics. Whereas against mm. the Chiefs, I think if it's right, go win this game. He might be a little bit more himself. You never know. Greg, where are you at? Are we, uh, let's let's assume Tannehill's playing again. Um... I think if Tannehill plays, it's if we're going to get any success in this game offensively, it's pass protection. You know, we're going to be up against Chris Jones. I think Frank Clark's suspended, which is a yes. plus, I guess. He's not playing. But um, that, 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 that Kansas City defence is a hell of a lot better um, up front than, than probably what we faced in recent weeks. Um, Run-wise, I, I, I'll have to, I have to praise the O-line. I think, Miles, you mentioned it earlier in terms of, you know, what they were a big, big part of why we won the game. You know, Henry was... Was, was completing those plays because, you know, he, they were able to we've, create gaps. We've reverted to type, haven't we, with the O-line, where we're really, we seem to be really strong at, at run blocking now again, uh, but poor at pass protection, which is mm. where we've been at in the last couple of years, really. But I think I think our, our defence can can hold Kansas. I don't think they're not going to go and score. Well, I can't imagine them going and scoring 40-odd points like the Bills did, for example. But I, I, I do think, you know, this is going to be... This is going to be a really tough game at Arrowhead. I, I just, if Willis plays in particular, I mean, I, I kind of would almost think putting Willis in there, unless you kind of just say to him, just go and express yourself. Doesn't matter what happens. Like we said last week, we kind of half thought he might do to a certain extent on Sunday, just gone. But I don't think the Titans are built that way. I don't think that, I think they're built in a way where, regardless of who's playing quarterback, they're going to want to win this game. And which I don't think we'll see Malik Willis all of a sudden just be told, go away and, and you know, be more decisive in your runs because, you know, you've got nothing to lose. I don't think the Titans are just are built that way to do this. But it's going to be it's going to be one one or lost on, you know, we've got to score points against KC because they're certainly not going to be only scoring 14 points in a game. They're going to I, know, I, think, I think regardless of any of that, we're going to have to score points by throwing the ball at times. That, that's that's going to be the key because Henry can't do this on his own. You can't, and you can't. You, like, I mean, apart from the the Seattle game last year when we were down and we just decided we're just going to keep running it with Henry. Um, I, you know, we could easily end up being two or three scores down, and then all of a sudden you, you're forced to throw the ball. And if Willis is playing and he's forced to throw it, as excited I'd be to see it. It also fill me with complete dread yeah. because I'd much rather Tannehill be there. We're, we're struggling in the passing game anyway. And we just don't have to. We don't have the receivers to, mm. to be able to, and, and that's another thing you have to consider when you're talking about Willis right now. Is 
you know, who did he have around him really? Yeah, <laughs> who who who's he got to throw to? I mean, you've got you've got Bobby Trees. We all know he's a very capable receiver. But outside of that, on Sunday, you, you are down to the bare bones because of injuries, because of you know just the receiver core that we've got anyway. Okay, we're all assuming that uh, at time of recording, it is trade deadline day. And I think the deadline itself is in about 20 minutes. Um, so forgive us if the Titans suddenly trade for, for DJ Moore in 10 minutes time and we miss this. Um, I don't see anything big happening. I, I may be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. Um, I think I'd, I think I'd love to be wrong. Uh, but that's it's yeah it's enti- entirely possible that there's there's been some kind of trade and maybe a trade with a an offensive lineman. Um, I don't know, Miles. Ma- what are the chances of us actually making a move, given the fact that we seem to be setting up not to? I mean, I think when we 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 dropped someone from the squad, didn't we, this morning? I think there was, or whether it was last night. Um, where there was talk about, well, the only reason that you you let someone go is if you're bringing someone in or if you step into it from the practice squad, we'll see. Um, I think there's a couple of options out there that we need. We know that we have the, I don't want to say the worst wide receiving stats, but I have a feeling that might be right for some reason. Um, we, we were struggling at wide receiver at the moment. It doesn't help at all that Burks is injured and Bobby Tree's just, he can't do this all on his own. He's no Superman. Austin Hooper's not getting the ball enough to make some plays. Um, I'd love to see us go get a receiver, but to be honest, DJ Moore, DJ Moore would be great. Again, it's down to how much it costs. I think trading for an offensive lineman, I always find is actually a little bit risky. Um, unless you know it's one of the absolute studs out there then who's going to cost a lot of capital it's like again is it worth it i think our cap's not in a good position to to really do that either as much as it'd be exciting i think the Titans will just do what titans do most times in this situation and they'll just stay quiet but i'd love to see us bring in a receiver there's lots of receivers out there that do a job for us um but whether or not it happens is another matter yeah i i, I agree we may be tied between our legs on this but that does seem seem the most likely thing okay should we look at Discord? Discord corner. Um, let's see. Uh, see what is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. It is um, now. <laughs> um, Ryan, if you had the power to get absolutely anyone, which non-Titan would you add to our roster to boost this ch- boost our chances this season, and why? Um, Greg, any? I mean, just be as ridiculous as you like with this. I think. I, I can't. I can't look past left tackle at the moment. I just every time, I, and I know Luan is obviously injured, which makes it difficult to go and make a big move. And in, in, even if he is cut, um, I, I just Dennis Kelly gives me just <laughs> shiver every time. Every time we go for a passing play, and to the extent where I'm sitting there thinking, I, I'd much rather give game time to to Raiders and and let, let me just remind you of the question. Absolutely anyone, Dennis Kelly. Nice, yeah. Dennis Kelly could do, yeah. No, I'm honestly, I, I, I don't care what tackle. Just a tackle that can pass block would be nice. Yeah, no, I hear, I hear that. Um, positional logic, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm not. I, I may be fired from the pub for saying this, but there's probably a better left tackle in the league than Dennis Kelly. Um, may, no, maybe not. Miles, who, uh, who would you like? 
uh, linebacker, someone who can tackle. I don't really care who, to be honest. Um, <laughs> now, uh, listen, Roquan Smith to me was the ideal linebacker that I would have wanted because also he was available. Um, there's a couple of other linebackers out there that I'd love, but just someone who can do a bit of sideline to sideline. This line are getting so much pressure on the QB. We just need someone that can cover when the QBs are running back scramble or break through that line. That's all we need. It's it's. I mean, the obvious answer is that we will need a left tackle and that old line probably needs showing up. But in truth to me, the linebacking position is, if we want to really solidify this defense, that's that's the position we need to be uh, getting someone. Um. Neither of you have gone with the correct answer, by the way. The correct answer non-Titan, exactly, Brett Kern. And that's who <laughs> we need. Um, okay, uh, next up, Langers. Rob, are we good? Yes. Well, I'll give a sim- simple answer. Offensively, Derek Henry apart, no. Defensively, very much yes. Um, and Anything to add to that? We could be better at punting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out Sunday. I think uh, I think we, we can't look at the last two or three games and and judge what where we are right now on them, surely. I think after Sunday, we'll have a, a, a good view on, on where we sit realistically. Yeah, agreed. Um, Ellie, well, I, well, actually, we've kind of answered this. What do we need to do to beat the Chiefs next week? And do we stand any chance in the unlikely case that Tannehill is still out? I mean, yeah, we've we've kind of covered this. What do we need to do to beat them? Just, just turn the ball over every drive. I, th- I think it's, I think it's that. I think it's exactly that. Sack, you know, get get to Mahomes, sack him, force fumble, cause a couple of crazy interceptions whatever it takes we've got yeah, it's got to be we all, we all know what it's like at arrowhead and we saw this in the playoff game which i know is just one game but we know what it's like an arrowhead if they if they get themselves into a lead two three score lead it's, you're not coming back from it. it doesn't matter whether you've got derrick henry or we go and trade for dj Moore or whatever it, it doesn't matter you, you're not you're not going to come back from it it just doesn't work that way i think you have to you have to silence that crowd and the only way to silence that crowd is to stop my home scoring points. Yeah. Okay. And Fergal, something a bit different. Favorite players, if any, on our division rivals. Um, this feels a bit icky. This question, uh, but we but we better answer it. Miles, um, you're looking more baffled than Greg. I'll go to Greg first. Calvin Ridley because he bet against the Jags and now plays them. <laughs> very very recently, yeah. Very recently. Um, I assume current players because for me it was always Peyton Manning, which is uh, obviously going back. I would, I, well, obvious reasons, but current players. I mean, none of our division rivals are any good, are they? No oh, crap. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. Who would you want? I mean, I wouldn't mind. Dennis him. Kelly. Yes. Yeah. In fact, as someone said, yes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have minded Quinton Nelson, but now he's absolute garbage. He kind of. Uh... Yeah, I can't. I generally can't think of anyone from a divisional rivals that I think oh, I really would want them. As a, I think as the Jags have picked up a couple of decent players because they've been drafted in the top five for the last ten years or something. Um, but even then, no one that I would be like, oh yeah, we must yeah love him on our team. There's got to be a lineman somewhere like Laramie Tunsil maybe, or I don't know. It just feels yeah. 
feels a bit icky. Is it, I don't is, like it. The first, the first thing I think is, oh no, we can't afford him. Can't, the cap hit's too big. It's not <laughs> even real. This is just. This a, is all. This is hypothetical. Yeah, it's all hypothetical. Like. Yeah, I'm thinking about cap space. <laughs> um, anyone for you, Mars? Um. I mean, I always loved Paul Puzlosny or whatever his name is, the Jags linebacker, but that was just because he had the biggest neck I'd ever seen. And a great and, name. And But I, I won't lie, I do like Trevor Lawrence, and it might just be the hair envy. I don't know what it is about him. But there's something about him that I like Trevor Lawrence. He's, he seems nice enough. He's very <laughs> average, but he seems nice <laughs> enough. Was the question, who do you want to go for a beer with? That's all I heard. Heard what I want to hear. <laughs> in, which, in which case, the answer is Calvin Ridley. <laughs> He'd have a few betting tips at least. Yep, yeah, the else. And put on some uh, ackers. <laughs> All right, there we go. Any anything else Titans related? It feels. I mean, we're five and two. We should be. We should be happy. And I mean, we mostly are. Cock a hoop. We've won five straight. Yeah. I mean, if you just, just imagine if we beat the Chiefs, that'd be good. Yeah. No one would still talk about us, which is just the thing I like the most. Oh, of course, of course. Even though it'd be Sunday night football, uh, we've got it's not Michaels anymore, it'd be Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth. Uh, I like Tarico. Um, but anyway, I digress. Non non-Titans, non-Titans related. Um Miles, anything to, to get off your chest? Yeah, I was trying to think of something to be honest, because I struggled last week and last week wasn't very good either. And um in truth, I don't really think I've come up with anything either this week. It's, um, I said, it's it's a bit strange when there's nothing really super negative that's springing to mind at the moment. So I guess I'll just hope that you guys have something much more entertaining. I was only the only thing I could think of is is that um, I get annoyed by people that wear football boots that don't know how to tackle because I'm continuously getting my toes studded by amateur footballers on a Monday and it's doing my head in. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I think I'm all good. So. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys come up with something much more uh, suitable for the podcast. I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm getting old. I had my my sister who lives overseas. She she was over last week with her, her two kids, and we we're making the most of the time and doing something you know, out and about every day. I had a day in day in London. Go to the science museum. Long walks in Hyde Park. Um, a day at uh, or a stately home nearby or the end house and it's just like just being on your feet all day i've just been absolutely done in um doesn't bother the kids they'll just they'll run walk anywhere all day but honestly just been absolutely physically exhausted and yeah then to to cap all of that off uh, drove over to drove over to greg's and that was much more manageable as it as it turned out uh, watching uh, watching a, a load of football and a, and a Titans game, which was uh, it was nice to do that in person with you guys. Um, but yeah, yeah we, need, of... we need to do it more. We need to, um, we need to go north and go and see the guys up there. We we do really. Um, I mean, it, it would involve travelling up up north, but you know, we it's to... lovely. I'm, it's well, fine. Yeah, yeah. Cheaper bears. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I'll give it that. And um, Greg, what have you got? Uh, yesterday was Halloween and, and Halloween it's just naff I don't understand why there's such a fascination around Halloween and I'm talking on an American football podcast where we will have American listeners and it's even bigger over than there is here but 
it's not it's not I don't mind dressing up and going to a party or something like that I don't mind I just find trick-or-treating just just weird I just I don't get like it doesn't feel like the right thing to be teaching a child is yeah go and knock on that door there you you have no idea who lives there it's, it's and, nothing and ask, to do with Halloween it's to do with I, getting a big as big a sack as possible through as with as many sweets and chocolates and crisps as you could possibly yeah, but, can. I don't get walking up to some stranger's house and just being like, yeah, go on, go on, your little one who's, I don't know, little Jimmy, five years old, go up to the front door, not there, uh, and then they'll probably give you some sweets. just feels weird. And it's something that I've, I used to do as a kid and I shouldn't feel weird about because it's something that's happened oh, every single year. You should see my daughter's haul, honestly, like the amount she's got. She's cock-a-hoop. Like, she's delighted with it. And, yeah, she probably put, what she put, a werewolf mask on. Big deal. She's got a load of sweets. She's just, happy. Just school uniform and a werewolf mask. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it's like where you get those uh, people who come and do Christmas carols and just like literally no effort put in whatsoever. They're just grunting through the song, expecting people to like give them money. But the, yeah, I don't know. Halloween, I just, I don't, I've never been really into it massively. I just find trick or treat just odd. I think even, if, the, even though it's kids, just for the American weird. listeners, I think America do Halloween right. I don't know why. It's just I I I did joy of experiencing Halloween a few years back in America when I went to watch a couple of American football games and it just seemed better over there. Um I agree. I I spent my youth doing knock and run rather than trick-or-treating, to be honest. Um <laughs> but I, I know I literally I was that guy that literally just left a, a bowl of sweets outside the house and just went, take as many as you want. One of the sweets may have been tampered and will make you violently healthy if you're able to take them all. And this is my point. This is my point. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Kid, kids going to some stranger's door, who knows what they're going to get given? People are <laughs> weird that, nowadays. Let's not forget that. I, I purposely bought terrible sweets as well. I'm now like, if you're going to egg my house, go ahead and egg my house. But to be honest, I just want to oh, watch. Well, this, this is it. Nobody has the, the guts to say trick, do they? Like, maybe that's, that's what you should do to spice it up. Yeah, cool, bluff. If they asked for a trick from me, I'd probably try and do a backflip or something, and then we all live in a world of pain. That that I'll just, I, be, I'll just be I'll just be at the window on the first floor with a bucket of water. As soon as you say trick, then bosh over the reds. That saves that they'll never come around again. The only thing I do like is generally yeah, they're pretty good where I live. Where if you don't have like a pumpkin or some kind of Halloween. Yeah, that's that's Something that's an related, invitation not, to yeah, it's an yeah, invitation yeah. to come and knock on the door because yeah, I, I must admit, I was uh, turn all the lights off, go to the back of the house and uh, hope that no one knocks because I just can't bother with it half the time. <laughs> Excellent, happy Halloween, everybody. Well, it's not Halloween, that was yesterday. It's what is it today? All Saints Day or something? I don't know. Just November. You go, we're gonna be there. I can tell you what it is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your favourite All Saint? There we go. That's something to finish up. Could could you even name an All Saint? Are we actually having the game of who's your favourite All Saints? I can't. Saints fan listening now, I'll be proper happy. Um, why am I struggling to name? Oh, I like um, Appleton. Is it Natalie Appleton? Oh, there were two. There were two Appletons. I'll go Natalie one, Appleton. One of them went out with Robbie Williams, I think. This, this is just this is this is taking a turn. Let us entertain you. Yeah, this is time to end. That's what this is. Um, if we if we want to, who's your favourite All Saints? It's definitely a sign that we've we've spoken for too long, although not not as long as recent weeks. But 
There we go. We're done. We're definitely done. Let's beat the Chiefs and convene next week and celebrate going 6-2. Tighten up. Tighten up.